0: So last time, Pastor Joe uh, touched on the Apostles' Creed, and we got to learn about the creeds and um, their, their importance in our lives, uh, especially as a church. Um, yeah, and what we learned last time about the, the Apostles' Creed is that it, is, it was, or it is the oldest creed in the Christian faith. That was the first creed um, that was made, and we also learned that creeds were statements of faith in response to error. So there was some emerging error. We're also going to touch on that today, and we see what sort of error that uh, these creeds were dealing with. And also, we learned last time that the creeds were response, uh, or oh, especially. The, the 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 Apostles Creed, it was uh, a response to a heresy called Gnosticism. So today uh, we shall move on to uh, the Athanasian Creed. Today we shall be learning about the Athanasian Creed. So the Athanasian Creed, also known as the pseudo, Athanasian creed. It was a creed that was uh, made or that was authored around, in the, around the fourth century. It was also a response against uh, some heresy and short, touch on that as we go on with the study. So perhaps you might not be aware what a creed really is. So what is a creed? I think today you're going to write a lot of notes. So what a creed is, a creed is a system of religious belief or a formal statement of Christian beliefs or a set of beliefs or aims which guide someone's actions. I can repeat again for the sake of those who are taking down notes. A creed is a system of religious belief. So these are three definitions. They're all kind of the same. Or... It's a formal statement of Christian beliefs or a set of beliefs or aims which guide someone's actions. So that's what we call creeds, and in our Christian faith, we use creeds and confessions as a statement of faith that we use to understand the truth of Scripture, to unify the truth of Scripture, because when you look at the Bible, The truth is not arranged in such a way so creeds have a systematic uh, way of arranging the truth so that we can understand it it's good also for our defense as we defend against um, heresies so what is the athanasian creed what is the Athanasian Creed? So, it is a Christian statement of belief which was designed and crafted to defend the doctrine of the Trinity and the Christology of Jesus Christ. It is a Christian statement of belief which was designed and crafted to defend the doctrine of the Trinity and the Christology of Jesus Christ. Like I said, that it was uh, an apologetical Statement that was used to defend uh, this doctrine, especially the doctrine of the Trinity and the Christology of Jesus Christ, which was challenged in that day. And we also shall see that the same doctrines are being challenged today. That's why it's important to visit these creeds to understand the response. So just like the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, The Athanasian creed was a response against heresy which attacked and challenged the doctrine of the Trinity and Christology. So this is just basic uh, history and background of uh, this creed. So the origin of this creed, where did this creed come from or who who wrote it and under what circumstances? So as the name suggests, some scholars suggest that Um, the Athanasian Creed is credited to Athanasius of Alexandria Athanasius of Alexandria was a 4th century father church father he was an Egyptian Christian theologian so he was African and a defender of Trinitarianism And um, he was a defender of Trinitarianism or the doctrine of the Trinity against a doctrine called uh, Arianism so what is this Arianism doctrine? I hope we're, I'm not moving too fast. If you need me to go back a bit, you know, you can just, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So what is this Arianism doctrine that um, Arianism? Okay, A R I A N I S M. Arianism. Arianism or Arianism. Okay, Arianism is easier just to say. So this Arianism doctrine, what does it say? So the Arianism doctrine holds that Christ is the Son of God, which is true, who was begotten of the Father, but that he did not always exist, but was begotten or made before time by God the Father. So, therefore, it concludes that Jesus was not co-eternal with God, the Father. Let me just explain a little bit. So, basically, what this Arianism or Arianism doctrine, what it's saying is that Christ was a creature, was, 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 was part of God's creation. Though, in, his, in, in being part of God's creation, he was created before time. Before the beginning of the universe. That's what it's saying. He is not eternal. That's what they're trying to say. So, in the beginning was the word, but they are trying to say that before the beginning that we read about in John, and eternity, Christ was created. Huh? Mm-hmm. So what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, that's what they're saying that Christ or Jesus Christ or God the Son is not co eternal with the Father. Some argue we're still on, uh, on the origin. So, the main heresy that they were dealing with or that, that was being um, fought against was the Arianism heresy, and we've defined what it was about some argue that the authorship of this creed must not be credited to athanasius because number one the creed originally was most likely written in latin yet athanasius wrote in greek so athanasius was a greek writer instead of a latin writer so people say it's, it can be that it's him who wrote it um, Athanasius, that's the second one, Athanasius and his contemporaries never mentioned a creed. And number three, it appears to address theological concerns that developed after Athanasius died. So, yeah. So some give credit to Athanasius because Or the name was attributed to this creed, or his name was attributed to this creed because he was a major defender of uh, Trinitarianism and Christology. So his beliefs about Christology and the, the Trinity are in line with what the creed says. But regardless of who the author of the creed was, what's important are the contents of the creed and what they are trying to address. So the Athanasian Creed is still very useful today because the doctrine of the Trinity is still being challenged, even today by heresies. We still have uh, the Trinity being challenged, all sorts of um, heresies coming up, all sorts of ideologies, just trying to undermine the doctrine of the Trinity, um, even Christology. I remember uh, uh, Brother Anthony... He was, he's trying to write uh, an article, a paper, something, I don't know what you're writing, against the, the JW's claim that you know, Christ is not God. They're trying to... So this is an attack against the, the Christology of Christ, even the deity of Christ. So what are some of the doctrines or ideologies today that are attacking or that have risen against Trinitarianism or the doctrine of the Trinity and uh, Christology. Number one, we have a doctrine called or uh, an ideology called modalism. M-O-D-A-L-I-S-M. I I don't know if anyone has ever heard of that before. Modalism. So, modalism. Claims that God is one who shapeshifts. God is one who shapeshifts. God is one. He is one. One person, sorry. Right? But he shapeshifts. 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 Yeah. He is one person. At one point he appeared as the father. And then he came as the son. And sometimes he appears as the Holy Spirit. They're saying that there are not three gods, there is one God who has three natures, kind of. He can change or shift to any that he wants at any time. Oh, so they're saying there's not three persons, just one. Just one mm-hmm. who changes. That Jesus Christ is the Father, he is the Son, he is the Holy Spirit in one. Okay, we we'll talk. Okay, we have questions. after. <laughs> yeah. So that, so what they're saying is, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, is one person. But he is not simultaneously these three persons that are being mentioned. He doesn't exist in these three persons, but he, he changes. Is. Yeah. Yeah, there's no unity. So that's modalism in a nutshell. If you want to start more about it, you can do it uh, later. Number two, the one we mentioned, uh, Arianism. Apparently, I think it's still uh, something today. So, what is doctrine? Like I said, so they're saying that Jesus was made by God before time, right? He was created by God the Father before time. He was created and was not co-eternal with the father. That's the doctrine of Arianism, fathered by Arian. I think Arian, I think that that was his name, the person who was leading in this one. Then number three, we have tritheism. Tritheism. Tritheism, or oh, I don't know, try okay, try, tritheism. Okay, tri, T-R-I, T-H-E-I-S-M. Tritheism. Just saying three gods. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it means. Tri means three. Theism means godship or something. Theos is God, so that's the root of the word. So this doctrine, what it says, is that the Trinity consists of three equal independent and autonomous, autonomous beings, each of whom is divine. This might be a little bit confusing, because who might think it's true, but it's not. And what sets the difference there is the word beings. The word beings, saying that God exists in three beings. So, Yeah, I don't know if you understood that one. And then number four, which is the last one, which is not the least, because I think there are more coming up these days. People are trying hard to fight against biblical truth. So number four is Mormonism, which is actually a religion by itself. We know the Mormons have their own Bible, the book of the Mormons and stuff. So what does Mormonism say? So they say the Trinity is three separate gods. It's also kind of linked with tri They say the Trinity is three separate gods. The Father is an exalted... Yeah, now this is where I, I find it difficult to read and just, yeah. think you might need to go and take a shower after this. Say, so what they say, they say the Father is an exalted man who became a god. The Mormons. They say Jesus is the first spirit child between God the Father and his wife. And the Holy Spirit is another spirit child of God the Father and his wife. This is what the Mormons teach. Yeah, according to what I research, this is what they teach. So they say God is not is not how do you say this. But Yeah, that God is a man who became a God, that he was once a man, and that Jesus Christ is a spirit child, or the firstborn of God, the firstborn son of God, or spirit child, between God, the father and his wife, so they're suggesting that God had a wife, and that the Holy Spirit is another spirit child of God, the father and his wife. So what this means is that none of the three persons of God or the three persons of it, the Trinity are eternal. So where did they come from? They also it's a mystery. Are the yeah. So that's what they're saying. So my attempt to try to open up your eyes to these heresies is to for you to see the ugliness of ideologies that people are coming up with against uh, the truth of Scripture, and I really like how the Creed tackles this and clears it, irons out all the creases, and you can understand exactly what the Scriptures say. So, what does the Creed? What's the Creed's response to these heresies? So, now I'm going to read the Creed quite um, slowly so that you can understand. It's just about forty-four lines. That's how long it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about 44 lines. Okay, we'll we, we, we finish. So, this is what the creed says Whoever wants to be saved should above all cling to the Catholic faith. So, just to clarify, Catholic is not talking about Roman Catholic faith, it's talking about the universal faith or the biblical faith. That's how people used to. Yeah, Athenician Athenician Creed. Yeah. So whoever wants to be saved should above all cling to the Catholic faith. Whoever does not guard it all and inviolable will doubtless perish eternally. Now this is the Catholic faith. We worship one God in Trinity and the Trinity in unity. Neither confusing the persons nor dividing the divine being. For the father is one person, the son is another, the Holy Spirit is still another. But the deity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is one. Uh, Sorry. Is one equal in glory co-eternal, in majesty. What the Father is, the Son is, and so is the Holy Spirit. Uncreated is the Father, uncreated is the Son, uncreated is the Spirit. The Father is infinite, the Son is infinite, the Holy Spirit is infinite. Eternal is the Father, eternal is the Son, eternal is the Spirit, and yet they are not three eternal beings, but one who is eternal, as they are not three uncreated and unlimited beings, but one who is uncreated and unlimited. Almighty is the Father, Almighty is the Son, Almighty is the Spirit, and yet they are not three almighty beings, but one who is Almighty. Thus the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet they are not three gods, but one God. Thus the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yet they are not three lords, but one Lord. As Christian, truth compels us to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord. So Catholic religion forbids us to say that there are three gods or lords. is one God. The Father was neither made nor created nor begotten. The Son was neither made nor created, but was alone begotten of the Father. The Spirit was neither made nor created, but is proceeding from the Father and the Son. Thus, there is um, one Father, not three Fathers, one Son, not three Sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this trinity, no one is before or after, greater or less than the other. But all three persons are in themselves, co-eternal, co-equal. And so we must worship the trinity in unity and the one God in three persons. Whoever wants to be saved should think that's about the trinity. So before I proceed, the... This creed is divided into two sections. So the first half is dealing with the Trinity. The second half deals with uh, Christology. So now we're going to um, jump on to what it says about Christology. It says, It is necessary for eternal salvation that one also faithfully believe that our Lord Jesus Christ became flesh. For this is the true faith that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ God's Son is both God and man. He is God begotten before all worlds from the the being of the Father, and he is man born in the world from the being of his mother, existing fully as God and fully as man with a rational soul and a human body, equal to the Father in divinity, subordinate to the Father in humanity. Although he is God and man, he is not divided but is one Christ. He is united because God has taken humanity into himself. He does not transform deity into humanity. So he took on humanity into himself. He is completely one in the unity of his person without confusing his natures. For as the rational soul and body are one person, so the one Christ is God and man. He suffered death for our salvation. He descended into, into hell and rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. At his coming, all people shall rise bodily to give an account of their own deeds. Those who have done good will enter eternal life those who have done evil will enter eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith. One cannot be saved without believing this firmly and faithfully. So basically this is a whole summary of, of scripture. <laughs> so let me just as I'm finishing off uh, I'll start with the um, Christology, just so that I can summarize what it is, because there was just a lot of lines and words there. So, what is uh, Christology? What, what, what's, what's the nature of Jesus Christ? So, Jesus Christ is one person, not two persons. He is one person, but with two natures. Get it? One person with two natures. One is his deity. Or is divinity, the other one is is humanity. So that's one man, two natures. And the Trinity, three persons, one being. They exist co eternally. So, just to summarize this, there's a very nice diagram that I'll just demonstrate. With so, this is, they call it the, the shield of the Trinity, or the Trinitarian shield. So, what it says is God, the Father, Give my writing, and also the Mother is the Trinity. The Father, then there's the Son, and there's there's the Holy Spirit. So, this diagram summarizes the Trinity. So, what it's saying is saying the Father is not. The Son and the Son is not. this way. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not the Father. Right? So the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. That's how important. The Father is God. Right? right. Is God, the Son is God and the Holy Spirit is God. So this, is, this summarizes it, if you want to defend it, maybe sometimes it's difficult when people are challenging their dreams. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father. And the Father is, is God and the Son is God and the Holy Spirit is God. They are one being. So this is a response to all the heresies that are coming up against the Trinity and uh, the deity of Christ so yeah, I'll leave this time to discussion to a discussion, questions subtractions, corrections rebukes it's also fine I have a couple of questions (laughs) you always have a couple of questions (laughs) Sorry? There's there's another heresy that I want to I just wanted to ask which which one it falls down. Okay. And see it kind of like okay, you uh start